1: that's
2: 800-278-1738. Hi, good evening, and welcome aboard to another edition. It is Sports Overnight America, across country and around the world on iHeartRadio and the American Forces Radio Network, Marty Terrell. And uh, in the aftermath of this, where you get your favorite uh, podcast, you can uh, dial us up on uh, you know, Stitcher or- Spotify, Pandora, any place you get your favorite podcasts. And away we go on a busy Monday into a Tuesday. We'll get Dom's download right out of the chute today. Back at a weekend in baseball. And don't look now, July looms. The month of July looms. It's right around the corner, July 4th. And then we get the week later, the all-star break, all-star game this year in Seattle. And uh, away we go. You know, the NBA draft in the rearview mirror, Not you know, no great shakes. The trades were still, you know, we're still in Boston. And they're still smarting over Marcus Smart. That trade has polarized Boston. Half that fan base is uh, apoplectic that they gave up uh, the nine-year veteran who is adhesion on the defense and cohesion on the offense. Uh, he has been a lifeblood in the center of that Celtics offense and defensive attack. I think it's going to be a loss. that's not going to come without uh, some residual pangs of pain, but we'll see what they get with uh, Christoph Porzingis. Uh, he's been a China doll. He's been fragile. We'll see if he can toughen himself up. Can he, can he put in, you know, 65, 70 games, that'll be the first box. He needs to check if he can play and not be the fragile little China doll. Then maybe this trade will ultimately win over, Uh, the hearts and minds of the Celtic fan base. We shall see. It'll be interesting. Look, he failed in New York. Say what you want. Dallas was a disaster. Washington was a little bit better. Now he's going right from the tempest to the teapot in Boston. So we look forward to that. Dom's download. He was right. You know, the Giants cooled off a little bit, so we can't get too cuckoo about, uh, you know, San Francisco. Uh, We've seen the Red Sox uh, cool down a little bit. These red-hot teams uh, got a reality check. Uh, Judge, Yankees, lots to get to, and Charlie Gibbons with a double dose of football. Looking forward to it. It's a Monday evening quarterback edition, a Monday into a Tuesday here on Sports Byline Broadcast. I'm Marty Terrell. We're presented by Vanguard Utility Partners, Grant Burns, on the court of Iowa, One Call, and my destination grill with food.com. I'm Marty Terrell. Keep it ready.
3: Switch to Boost Mobile and get the ultra smooth, ultra powerful iPhone 11 for $49.99.
4: Heat start startup.
3: See every angle with dual cameras.
4: Make it a double.
3: All on America's largest 5G networks.
4: Large and in charge, baby.
3: Get with the power of Boost and get the iPhone 11 for $49.99. That's half a Benjamin. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. ID verification required. New customers only at one per line. Additional restrictions apply. See BoostMobile.com for details.
0: move your things the right way call colonial van lines now
1: for a free quote call now to learn more about this special 250 dollars long distance move discount 800-847-0225 800-847-0225 800-847-0225 that's 800-847-0225 if you're living with diabetes and using insulin you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM, plus we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160.
2: All okay, right, talking the world of sports here on a Monday into a Tuesday. you here, hear Sports Byline broadcast as iHeartRadio uh, across the way. Check out the app. Uh, you'll see two of them up there. You'll see Sports Byline. You'll see Sports Overnight America. Just choose Sports Overnight America and sit back and enjoy the listening. Uh, and we love you for listening. Indeed, we do. Presented by Destination Grill. I want to tell you about Destination Grill. We're going to be out there on Thursday, August the 18th. That'll be our football launch party. It'll be a Thursday night, 5 to 9. We'll do the show there live. Myself and Charlie, football will be in the air, undoubtedly, in the middle of August. It's in the air right now is where we go. So we look forward to that. That's Destination Grill with an E.com. All right, let's get him in here. Dominic Jimenez, it's Dom's download. He is presented by Vanguard Utility Partners and Randy Byrne. And uh, also, he, uh, Randy Byrne does, sits on the board of Iowa One Call. We make one call out to San Francisco and bring him in. Dom, how are you today? What's going on?
4: Hey Marty, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing well. How
2: about you? I'm doing well. I, uh, you know, I, I got to start with the Giants and the Red Sox, the teams and the Reds, who I've been all pumped up for the last couple, three weeks. Uh, give me your assessment right now. I mean, they listen. I would say right now with the Giants, I want to do almost like a an early preseason report card on the on the teams that I throw out. Is that fair enough? You ready to go? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Giants. I'd give them an a minus right now. And the only reason I don't give them an A is they've given away games they should have won in my opinion. A minus with the Giants. You were right. They got cooled off here a little bit. but how do you see them going forward? Give me a grade on the Giants.
4: I'll say it's a B plus. They've been a lot better lately, but they were pretty bad early on. The bullpen has really turned things around. But again, like I was saying, the performance might be a b plus a minus, but the the injuries are a problem, and it just eventually it's going to catch up to them, and they're going to hit a cold spell. There are just too many injuries on this team right now. I think they're down to maybe three healthy starting pitchers that they can rely on. So I'll go B+. I also generally take a more cynical view towards things, especially with my Giants. So I'll go B-plus for the season on a whole so far.
2: All right. Uh, I'm going to go next. I'm uh, not throwing you a curveball, but I want to go to the Reds. And I agree. I mean, B plus, A minus. We're splitting hairs here. The next one I'm going to go to, they're in action Monday night into a Tuesday. We'll have scores, interviews, and highlights. What an intriguing series tonight. So this is kind of a two-fangled question. I want a report card on the Cincinnati Reds. You're going to go first this time. Baltimore are hosting them on Monday night. Reds, Orioles, who would have thunk? I mean, that would have been a dog of all dog series even a year ago. Look at the Reds Orioles and how big that is tonight. Go ahead.
4: You got to give the Reds an A. Even if they weren't in first place, just based on what they've done versus what they were expected to do, that's a massive win. And Amazing. like we've highlighted on here, Matt McClain has been great. Ellie Delacruz has lived up to the billing so far, including a cycle last week. He's just been outstanding, more than anything you could ask for. Um, they still got some guys in the minors that they haven't called up. Andrew Abbott's been great. Ben Lively's been okay, even though he just got hurt. The back end of the bullpen's even been solid. Not great, but solid. So definitely A's all around for the Cincinnati Reds.
2: All right. My question here with Cincinnati is, and, and you say the Giants won't sustain, and I kind of feel like you're right. I'm hoping against hope the Giants do and stay in the mix with the D-backs and certainly the Dodgers. We'll see if the Padres come off the mat. What about the Reds and their ability to sustain in that? Otherwise, kind of hard to figure National League Central. What do you think? Can the Can the Reds hold on? Can they be in the mix for the balance of the season?
4: So that it's that's an interesting question. I think it's twofold. One, I think the Reds are generally well equipped enough to compete i'm definitely not going to wrap it up and say they're going to win but in addition to the reds playing decent baseball you have to wonder what the rest of the division is going to do so cincinnati's only four games over 500 we're talking about how how good they look they are 41 and 37 Milwaukee's half a game behind them. Is Corbin Burns going to remember how to pitch? Because if Corbin Burns remembers how to pitch, that's only going to help Milwaukee even further. Is Chicago, Mm -hmm. what are we going to get from them? Are they still just going to be a 500 team? Probably. The Cardinals, they're eight games out, but they're super talented. Are the Cardinals going to remember how to play baseball? So I want to say the Reds can compete, but I think that there is a definitive ceiling for them this season given their reliance on the general unknown, and the young players combined with the fact that there are teams in this division, the Brewers only half game back, that are very talented and have proven that they are the normally the class of the NL Central. And if they get hot as we look at the second, what, third of the season, the last third of the nice season here. here, they absolutely can turn it on and put the Reds in the rearview mirror.
2: All right, let's go east, and I, I want to get the Red Sox out of the way. I don't expect it. I'm going to give them a, a C. Uh, they're in last place, and I'm giving them a C, because they did have a, a streak, which I thought is good, and I think Cora is a better manager than I want to give them credit for. That being said, I, they're going to be a 500 team. They're going to be around 500. So I, I, this is kind of a uh, kind of patronizing to our East Coast following out there. What about the Red Sox? I know you don't follow them as closely as you do being in a time zone difference out there on the Pacific Coast. But how do you see the Red Sox, from your view, 3,000 miles away?
4: I mean, I'd imagine they're performing exactly how, what any realistic fan of the Red Sox would have expected going in. They're in the middle of a, I can't even call it a full rebuild, but it's definitely a period of transition for them. You know, they got rid of Mookie. Bogarts is gone uh, they're in a weird kind of limbo where they've got some young guys they they brought in Yoshida they've got Verdugo he's okay they but they have Devers still who's not super young it, it's a weird state of kind of limbo for the Red Sox and I think 500 would have been realistic going into the season and I think that for the most part, they've performed exactly as expected, and I think you have to give them a C, C C-plus for that because they're meeting expectations. Not exceeding them, but at least they're meeting them.
2: I'm going to throw the Yankees and Orioles into a a question here. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I really do. I think, honestly, I think Baltimore uh, and and the Yankees are going to battle so hard for second. I think Tampa's home free. I think they'll run away and hide eventually. But I think that battle for second. And then they even throw the Blue Jays into the mix there, and your Giants are going to be out in the up in Canada, uh, starting tomorrow night. How do you see the? How do you see that? Do you see the Yankees and Orioles almost being like a rivalry in the second half of the season with a lot of scoreboard watching in those respective outposts? How about that?
4: I won't call it a rivalry yet, just because. It, to, I'm very. It's out of all my personality quirks. I'm really weird about a rivalry. Like I, I know out here. A lot of A's and Giants fans, oh, yeah, we hate the other team. Oh, they're our rivals. I'm like, they're geographically close to us. We we don't ever play meaningful games against them and haven't for more than 30 years, really. So I'm really picky when we use the word rivalry. I will say they're definitely the second and third best teams in this division. However, Baltimore's got uh, about a a four-and-a-half game lead on them Toronto's only half a game behind New York. New York has not impressed me this year like at all. Their back end of their bullpen is a mess. King has been bad. Tommy Canley, he uh, he's back and who knows how long he'll stay healthy. Clay Hol- uh Clay Holmes has been fine. Their bullpen is a mess, and Toronto can absolutely hit. And if Toronto can kind of get things, I-, I think Toronto, we haven't seen the best of them yet. If they can kind of put some stuff together, I think the Yankees can find themselves in fourth place uh, at a distance here.
2: You know, I guess the biggest disappointment question I'm gonna go with you the last time we checked in, and I think I still think it's San Diego. I, I think this is one of the most shocking head scratching uh examples of midseason mediocrity that we've seen in some time. You still on the Padres bent that this te- this team is really the biggest disappointment so far? How about
4: that? Oh 100% not. I have been on the Cardinals and I'm going to continue to say the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals and, until they show <laughs> yeah, me something. Wow. Going into the season when we were doing our little preview, I mentioned San Diego has no pitching. They don't. They they were going to rely on guys who just were not that good. Their bullpen They don't really have much of a bullpen. Josh Hader's been good, but you got to get the ball to Josh Hader, and they haven't been able to do that.
2: Yeah, but Darvish isn't. uh, Come on now, Darvish isn't isn't chopped liver. And let's be honest, he's old. Snell's not that bad. He's pretty good.
4: Snell's had a lot of injuries. He hasn't been all that great either. So I I was concerned that they weren't going to have exactly the type of pitching necessary to succeed and and be legitimate World Series threats, and they've generally proven me right.
2: All right, there you go. Dom's Download presented by Vanguard Utility Partners, Randy Byrne. When we come back, we got Charlie. Uh, We have a Monday evening quarterback edition as we go inside football. (coughs) Excuse me, this fall. It'll be football, the fifth quarter takeover, Saturday nights, and then a replay on Sundays, part of Sports Byline broadcast. We are on iHeart. We are on the American Forces radio network. You can stream us, too, at sportsbyline.com. Listen live at the top of the page. We come back here on Sports Byline.
1: and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single
3: plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details.
0: Do you own an annuity? Either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities
1: that's 800-760-1845. All right, back here on Sports Byline Broadcast, Charlie
2: Gibbons along the way. It'll be college and pro football, the football Fifth quarter and it'll be a Saturday night takeover. We'll take over when the games all go final or in some of them will still be in action. The West Coast, certainly the Pac-12 and some of the late games. We look forward to it and uh, football season. We're inside 50 days, as we said last week. It's right around the corner. Let's get Charlie in here.
5: Welcome aboard, Charlie. What's going on? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Marty. How are you?
2: Good. You sound like you got a little bounce in your step today and I know why. Last week it was ACC. You know, we looked at the Big Ten. It's time to go to the Big 12 you know, Charlie, and it's, it's easy to go Texas-Oklahoma, but we've kind of already done that. I want to start with Kansas State and Iowa State, two teams in our wheelhouse, and I'm going to start with Kansas State. Uh, won a lot of close games. Does it go the other way? Uh, very, very underrated. I think almost unrecognized. Great job out of Coach Kleinman. This is a very, very good program that perennially, when they're good, they, they fly under the radar screen. Uh, you know, radar. So let's go real quick with Kansas State. We will get to Oklahoma and Texas on their farewell tour, but Iowa State and a few others in the mix too. Kansas State, go ahead.
5: I like Kansas State and what Coach Kleiman's doing over there. I think he already got a proven track record coming out of uh, North Dakota State and what he did up there. Uh, so I think uh, they've done well in the transfer. I think he he's got his uh, His system in place and I think the kids know what what he expects of them and I I think they're gonna end up being the class of the big 12 here for the foreseeable future here once uh techless and Oklahoma take off to the SEC You
2: know in four years Charlie he's he's done a heck of a job he's averaging about eight wins a year and uh, 30 and 20 in, in a four year scheme there. I look at the schedule. And I don't get too worked up about them. I, I really don't. Uh, you know, I mean, Southern uh, I mean Southwest Missouri to start, Troy at Mizzou before they get into conference play uh, at home against UCF. They do have Texas. They do not have Oklahoma. They do have Oklahoma State. They play at Texas, and obviously they got a rivalry. Uh, game at Kansas, which is always good, and they finish up with Iowa State. So Iowa State's going to see them late. That's usually a spot where Iowa State sometimes sees West Virginia. So you you know something? That Kansas State-Iowa State game could be bigger than we've seen in a while. How about that real quick, and then we'll
5: move on to Iowa State and a few others. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we could be looking at a potential uh, Big 12 playing in for the Big 12 championship game there with Iowa State and Kansas State, depending on uh what what Coach Campbell can do up there in his quarterback play at Iowa State, um, I, I think they're gonna be poised to have a bounce back year and if if the things if things break their their way this year, unlike they did last year with all of their you know three point losses or one score or less losses, uh if they can get some of those games to break their way this year, they they could have a a great season and, and be back up there in the conversation for a big 12 championship.
2: Yeah. And Charlie, we've seen that so often and it works both ways. If you lose a lot of close games, sometimes you're poised to bounce back, but if you win a lot of tight games, that can go the other way. Do you see it that way too? Cause I do. I mean, I don't have a historical rollout of data to give you case study after case study, but I'm telling you right now, you win a lot of close games the law of averages tends to bite you in the rear. And ditto if you, you, know, if you, if you lose some tight games. You, ten, you tend to bounce back. And let's on that note, let's segue to Iowa State. New offensive coordinator in Shielhass. He was a quarterback at uh, Illinois. Young guy, 32. Matt Campbell's giving him the keys. It's not a Porsche. It might be a Volkswagen right now. Deckers sacked 26 times. Didn't get a lot of uh, protection. 14 picks. Those numbers are not good. A lot of stuff swirling around, Decker's. Let's start with Iowa State. New OC, is this offense going to continue, you know, to struggle? Or do you see this maybe being a bump-up year in terms of offense in Iowa State? Go ahead.
5: Well, they also got a new strength and conditioning coach as well. And I think, so I think that's actually going to play a big part in their transformation this year, too. Campbell admitted that he saw... uh, They seem to be maybe a little smaller and and didn't have quite the energy or the stamina uh, that he was looking for coming off of the the COVID season. So they've made that change with their strength and conditioning. So I look for their their offensive line to be improved this year. And as far as Deckers, yeah, I mean, we got to see where his head's at, you know, coming off of last season, uh, Mm -hmm. that rough season and uh j- just see where his head's at he lost it like you were saying with the records he lost those close games can can he take that and 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 put that chip on his shoulder and and turn that into a i'm going to prove everybody wrong and it's me against the world or is or is he going to keep that dark cloud over his head i don't know we'll see but i think it'll tell us a lot about him as an individual uh when this when this season gets started about what kind of kid he is and what he's got for a mental makeup.
2: Yeah. And you know, the, the other thing I read in an opposing big 12 coach said, they don't identify. Listen to this quote. They obviously aren't good on, weren't good on offense. They don't have the weapons to plug in, but when you consider how many changes coach Campbell has made in the staff, it's obviously they want to get it right and build it back up. They also held on to quarterback four-star recruit, JJ Cole in the recruiting class, which was huge for them, which tells me that if Decker struggles, he's going to be on a short lease this year, Charlie. They're not going to sit yeah. back. I mean, you look at the schedule. Northern Iowa's never easy. They're feisty. Iowa at Ohio, Oklahoma State Oklahoma TCU. I mean, that five-game sample right there, if he's struggling and this team is one and, well, heaven forbid, one and four, two and three even, I don't think Deckers is going to be on very solid ground.
5: I would agree. He, look, uh, I think everybody talked last season up to – uh, it, it was a rough go. Everybody made the best of it, but I think that he is going to be on a short lease this year, and I think uh, Coach Campbell feels like he's probably made the changes that he's needed to as far as schematics and his offensive scheme and then with his strength and conditioning for the the offensive line. So I think he's basically said to, to Deckers is, now it's your turn, and if and if you can't handle it, we got somebody else uh, warming up in the bullpen, waiting to take your spot. So yeah, competition's good. Iron sharpens iron, and and hopefully Deckers is up for the task. We'll see.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting,
5: Charlie. I, you
2: have you have confidence in Iowa State from a defensive standpoint, because I worry on that side of the ball too. It gave up a lot of points. It's a pretty and they gave up 31 to Baylor. They I mean there were some others. I don't have them all in front of me, but I, I worry about their defense,
5: especially their secondary. I think they're thin back there. Well, okay, so they they've had they've they, they've been doing good on the defensive back recruiting, but I'll I'll say this about the defense. It, it's kind of like Iowa in regards to Iowa's defense. Iowa had a great defense last year, but even against Ohio State and and Michigan. I mean, you just can't. If your offense isn't moving the ball or scoring points, your defense can only do so much. So, I wonder. I, I actually thought Iowa State had one of the best defenses in the Big Twelve last year, if not the best. You really? So, think so huh? yeah, yeah. No, Iowa State's defense was, i was exceptional. I mean, that's year. a I, bold
2: I, statement. Hold on a minute. Let me. I'm going to call you out on this one here.
5: <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm, I'm i know they got killed no, at the end no, of the year. In, they game.
2: went one and eight in the Big Twelve. They gave up thirty one was- to Baylor. They had some losses. They gave up twenty seven to Oklahoma. Oklahoma they did beat West Virginia, gave up for you know what their defense wasn't horrible. Except against TCU. <laughs> they they got they gave up sixty two <laughs> against T C U.
5: Well, Iowa State gave up fifty two to Ohio. Or- Iowa gave up 52 to Ohio State, so... I Yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah. (laughs) Interesting. All right, well, I do know this.
2: uh, On the other side of the break, we're going to stay on the Big 12 in our preview because, Charlie, the newcomers are interesting. They really are. I mean, this is a conference that obviously is going to lose two front teeth. Uh, Say what you want. They're losing Texas, and they're losing Oklahoma. And I'm not saying that... uh, You know, that's not a big loss because it is. But there's UCF, Central Florida, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati. And I think the team that everybody's going to be talking about is the Knights from the University of Central Florida. There's a guy by the name of Malzahn. We'll come back with that. We are presented by Vanguard Utility Partners, Randy Byrne. Again, Vanguard Utility Partners. He's also on the board of Iowa, one call. Dial eight one one, and by Destination Grill, the neat.com in Grimes, Iowa. Keep in mind, Destination Grill will be our home for the football launch party. That'll be on Thursday night, August eighteenth. It'll be a five to nine football soirée. We look forward to it. Charlie will be there as well, and we'll be talking more football the fifth quarter takeover it's coming this fall to sports byline broadcast all right we come back on the other side more of the big 12 then we'll look inside the numbers we'll also look into a late monday night into a tuesday baseball schedule in the closing moment so we got a full segment to go more football talk on the other side charlie gibbons along the way i'm already terrell here on sports byline broadcast you can check us out iHeartRadio. You can certainly get us American Forces Radio Network across the country and around the world. We come back here on Sports Byline Broadcast. Keep it right here.
3: You have 3 ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy 3 times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider 800-345-2789. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-345-2789. That's 800-345-2789. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-345-2789.
1: Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline.
4: All right.
2: Talking in the world of sports here. It's more of the football conversation, the football fifth quarter takeover uh, coming this fall to Sports Byline Broadcast. We're looking forward to it. Marty Terrell, Charlie Gibbons along the way. Charlie of the four newcomers. I, I, you know, I think it's University of Central Florida. I really do. You know, when I think of that school, I go way back to Dante Culpepper. And then, of course, Scott Frost did a heck of a job enough to, you know, get. Nebraska's attention is alma mater. We all know what happened to Scott Frost when he got to Lincoln. Uh, that was a mess. But Gus Malzahn's done a heck of a job. Obviously, his Auburn pedigree. He understands what it's like to coach in the uh, Power Five. Now he brings in a newcomer to the Big 12. Uh, Plumlee, a good quarterback. He's got a stable of receivers. Uh, uh, the Hudson kid's very good. Um, he's got a, a decent running game. And they're not afraid to get involved in shootouts. And the other thing is, too, They're not going to sit there and think, well, you know what, we can't recruit in Florida because of the, you know, the power uh, that we deal with, with, you know, seriously, Florida, Florida state, Miami, but Gus Malzahn's not going to exactly think he can go stick his nose in Texas or Alabama where he's got a little bit of history there with uh, you know, high school coaches and the like. So I don't know how you feel about the four newcomers, but I want to start with central Florida. I think this is going to be a tough game on everybody's schedule and they're not going to know anything about them. And they're going to have to familiarize themselves and scout and do a lot of tape watching. I think the Knights have a chance to be a real surprise this year. How about you?
5: Yeah, I think so. is a good coach. We'll see what he can do down there at UCF. I think they, they have a pretty good program. Um, I'm not. I know there's plenty of talent in Florida to go around yep. for everybody. I mean, God, Iowa recruits Florida. I mean, everybody recruits Florida. There's, they got the the warm weather. They can play ball and practice outside year round. So, um, I think UCF's going to be good. And I guess I would say out of the newcomers, I I'd probably stick with BYU. I I'd, you really I'd stick, think so, huh? Wow. I, yeah, I I. They got a following. They got a. I just think they're more established. I guess they've they've been more consistent for longer than UCF. UCF kind of on the come. They're the new kid in town. So we'll see what they can do um, over a long period of time. And let's face it, they're going to be stiff uh, playing stiffer competition than they're used to, too. So it's it's going to be a little bit different than in the conference they were playing in last year, they're, they're going to be playing against some, some better athletes from top to bottom with some, some deeper, deeper, uh, benches, you know, I think you're right. You know, Charlie,
2: back to UCF for a moment. Um, you know when you're getting when you're getting good kids out of Florida still after you know Miami Florida State University of Florida get in the mix there Georgia obviously all those SEC schools they go into Florida like you said even Iowa Notre Dame is a national program they'll dip in there Malzahn finds guys Charlie and this is where I think it's an advantage and I want to run this theory by you because it's not a, a new theory but man if you get a guy that is looking at Florida, looking at Florida state and realizes they're over-recruiting his position. He says, look, I can go up to Orlando and I can play for Mel on a, I'm going to play in a first class facility. I'm now in a power five conference. I'm going to be on TV. No way fans or buts. You know, the big 12, we'll get to the TV package in a moment. Hey, look at, I can go to the UCF and I can get more playing time and I can, I can play right away. Charlie, that's a big, big message that Malzahn can take into the living room as he recruits the parents and the kid. You're going to play. And I think it yeah.
5: motivates kids, you know? How do you feel about that? I Absolutely. I think you're spot on with that. And I'd even take it a step further. What about the kids that Florida, FSU, and Miami pack on? Yeah. And they, think, walk yeah, they and, say you're not good it, enough. Yeah. They say you're, you're gonna, not yeah. better yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you come over here and show him what you got, and we'll we'll get you on the field right now. So yeah, yeah. So he's he's got a great opportunity down there. There's there's no doubt about that. I'm I'm just not. I mean I don't know what the rest of his staff like as far as his uh, his offense and his defense schematically. I'm not sure what he's going to try running there. So. We'll see what he what he comes up with, but he he shouldn't have a shortage of talent. That's for sure.
2: All right. Here's where I want to go next with you. Um, Well, you know, Cincinnati and Houston, we'll save them for our next go around because we don't have enough time to do that. I I do want to get out to Dion. Um, I don't know if you followed it. He came out of the surgery. okay, Charlie, but man, they're still they're still saying, yeah, we didn't have to amputate the foot, but. He's going to have a tough go this year. Does this carry over into the season, or do you think dion has got enough time here to get healthy? Uh, no pun intended. Get back on his feet and uh, get that Colorado right. I mean, he's got a huge undertaking getting Colorado back to relevance in their final year in the Pac-12. What do you think?
5: Uh, yeah, he's, he's got a tough road, but I, I don't know. It sounds like the the surgery actually went pretty good for him. It sounds like he still has a, uh, another – another operation he's going to have to undergo on his right leg. So it sounds like Mm -hmm. they got the the two on the left leg taken care of. So, but he, he sure looked good in his interview on YouTube. So I'm, I'm pulling for him. I, it's a great story. And I don't know, I, I'll be honest, the more this goes on, uh, I I just think that Colorado, well, it's scary, but also at the same time, I almost, I just kind of feel something something brewing here. I, I, I think Colorado's going to be in for a special season this year, no matter what. Uh, so you think they might
2: rally around this? Charlie, I heard that theory get exposed, uh, exposed this weekend, too. There might be something to that. Charlie, what I worry about with Colorado is I do with some of these other teams. He's starting from scratch. That is tough to do, Charlie. I mean, how can we sit here and think realistically they can win six games? Look at the schedule and its difficulty. Now all of a sudden you're going to take a. It's not like a basketball team where you play five on five. You need eleven guys on each side of the football, plus special teams, plus reserves. That is a massive. I'll tell you what. If they win six games, you're going to be you're, you're going to be my hero. I just think they're going to really, really struggle. You can give me all these rallying points you want, Charlie. We're talking about a football program. Okay. Well, no. Go ahead. I want to.
5: I want to hear your side. Go ahead. Answer me this then. He's got all of his coaches coming from Jackson State. We understand, Charlie, but the coaches don't play. You got to coach kids. You're absolutely right. But let me ask you this: How much coaching do you think Dion actually did at Jackson State? Oh, I, I,
2: I don't think he was a figurehead, Charlie. That man, a uh, lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I watched every single Jackson State game. I didn't. You know, like everybody else, I was reduced to highlights, man. He was in their face. He had a, a level of charisma and enthusiasm that I think was totally infectious and permeated that program. That's you know that's one of his best selling points, Charlie, is his personality and
5: his charisma. Absolutely, think, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I wouldn't. I, I I completely agree with you, but I on the same hand, I will also say, if you watch his interviews and anytime he's being interviewed, he is constantly constantly referring to the CEO mentality. Right. And he is constantly talking about, you know, if you're a CEO of a company and and you're not succeeding, you got to get rid of these and you got to bring someone in new. So I guess my point is, is that all, everything you said is true, but I would also say that Dion empowers his coaches and allows them to take Responsibility for their positions and for the offense and the defense and so forth. And that's what allows Dion to be that charismatic and charming and get after him type of coach. So although they will miss that if he's mm-hmm. not able to be on the sideline, I also think that Dion has put enough, uh, given all of his other coaches enough freedom to uh, have the other kids respect and make sure that they're, they're, they're still calling the shots, even though Dion's you know, the faith, so to speak.
2: Yeah. You know, there was another CEO, uh, CEO mentality who adopted it and did it more of a buttoned up CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And that was one Mr. Bobby Stoops. He he was a great delegator. Um, he stayed out of the way. He let the coordinators and the assistant coaches all the way down to strength and conditioning to do their jobs. I'm serious, Charlie. And I, I think Absolutely. that's a fair point. That that's a fair point. It really and truly is. All right. I gotta double back here because you're sending me messages. Why are you sending me why are you sending me shots of Iowa State's defense like the Big Twelve? <laughs> what are you doing here? What are you doing here?
5: I mean, come on. You you said I was making a pretty bad statement. It, It turns out it would just happen to be accurate also.
2: I don't know if it's, I'm going deeper into this. You lifted a USA today article. I think it, uh, I was surprised this wasn't on cyclone fanatic. It probably was unsurprisingly, Iowa state led the big 12 defensively in 2022. You know, I got busted Charlie. What can I tell you? I spoke a little out of turn here and I'm going to fall and eat on some crow. Just hand me the salt and pepper so I can eat this crow nice and cold. All right. So how about that? There you go. All right, Charlie, uh, Big 12, uh, Pac-12 TV packages. We got mu- uh, we've got we got musical chairs. I'm tired of talking about it. I mean, we see San Diego State's in play. We're still waiting on Oregon, Washington. Do you think we're going to hear something in the month of July? Or is this going to be something that's going to get tabled until after this season? What do you think?
5: Uh, I don't know. Can somebody make money off of it? Yes. If they can make money off of it, then they're gonna string this out for as long as they can. That's that's all I can say. I don't know, Marty. I my head hurts. My head hurts when it comes to all this stuff. I, I'm with you. I'm ready for the somebody just shut the shut the music off. Just right. shut it off and, and let let's get to playing football here. All right. Yeah. So we just I mean, come on already. Now we're talking about and four, you know, super conferences, and my God, it's, it's and, a Charlie the, money, I'm money. It,
2: it, that's where it, we're headed, though. That's where we're headed. It's not going to work, I told you. We talked about this last week, and uh, yeah. I appreciate all the replay airtime we got over the weekend. I heard it three or four times, and it's true. These directional schools and this other stuff, I mean, you get outliers. Cincinnati jumped up and made some noise. You know, UCF, we, we, we have these teams. Every once in a while that jump up. But for the most part, it's going to be tough. And Charlie, these people can't even sort out their TV packages. I mean, it's a mad scramble. I think when the music stops and they pull the plug, there's going to be some programs that are going to be jilted here. And uh, we'll get into that uh, more. I want to do a quick NFL thing. Do you know what game everyone's talking about right now, NFL? That Thursday night, baby. That opener with the Lions and the Chiefs, Charlie. There you go, baby. Everyone is the
5: talking D. about that. Huh? Give me the D. I'm in the, I'm in the Lions then here.
2: Yeah. Did you see their helmets this year? Did you see what they've done with their helmets? Mr. Gibbons, you will be happy yeah, that- to know they are slick looking. Hey, Here's my lady. concern about your Motown lions. You ready? Yeah. Expectations are way too high. Charlie. They've got five guys suspended for gambling. Campbell was pulling. I mean, that Carolina loss last year cost him a playoff spot. It was a horrible loss. I don't mean to burst your bubble, but I think the Lions may come out and drool all over themselves. I mean, I'm serious. We only got 30 seconds. We got to run. Buddy, I love you. We'll do it again soon. Appreciate you, bud. Yeah, 13 of four. (laughs) 13 (laughs) four. (laughs) 13 and four. Ah, he's got Colorado winning six. He's got the Lions thirteen and four, winning the, the NFC North. We're coming back here on Sports Byline.
1: Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
2: All right, talking the world of sports and a whole lot more here on Sports Byline. I'm Marty Terrell. Good job out of Charlie Gibbons today. It's, uh, hey, we like football here. Make no mistake about it. We love talking about it. Like baseball, too, no doubt. And uh, we have a light Monday into a Tuesday, so the overnight uh, will not be infiltrated with scores, interviews, and highlights. But we'll have enough. I'll have enough meat on the bone to chew it. Um, You know, we said the Giants go east to Toronto. I'm almost, because it's a Monday into a Tuesday show, I'm almost tempted to kind of accentuate. I'll go through it real quick here. We got a little bit of time, not a ton. Uh, You know, Reds-Orioles on a Monday night, come on. Brewers-Mets, I mean, the Mets are at home. I mean, this is is crunch time for the Mets. Twins-Braves can't get too wound up. Uh, And that's about it. Now, when you get to the rest of the week, you know, the Reds-Orioles will continue. Padres-Pirates will be interesting because the Pirates have just been all over the place. But, uh, you know, Dom told me, he said, well, look, look up Darvish's ERA, and I did. It's not quite five. It's 4.84, but uh, you round it off to five. Brewers-Mets will continue. Marlins-Red Sox can't get too crazy. Uh, Phillies-Cubs in Chicago, big. Big. Dodgers, and by the way, that Rockies score 25 to 1, followed up by the 24 to 3 disaster in the College World Series. My gosh. Uh, how big is this? Uh, Tampa Bay Rays in Arizona. Uh, you folks out in the Bay Area are going to get a look at the Yankees with no judge uh, starting on Tuesday night. So, I mean, you know, it's not a horrible week. It really isn't a horrible week. So we will check with that. Uh, No doubt about that. We'll continue our football previews. Uh, We're going to start to get to, you know, we're going to get to some other of the lesser conferences, but there's some good storylines there to build on. We'll do that. Charlie's going to be back on Thursday and Friday. we got the weekend edition too on Saturdays, which we appreciate the uh, great job that Dom and, Daniel uh, and the whole crew does for us. Thanks to Darren Peck and the whole crew. Charlie Gibbons. Enjoy your Monday into a Tuesday here on Sports uh, Byline Broadcast. Sports Byline Broadcast. iHeart and the American Forces Radio Network. Adios.